Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is Wanda Watch, the unofficial Wanda Vision after show brought to you by the Active Geek Podcast. I am Jim, as joined every week by my co-host, Chuck Miller. And Chuck, we are breaking down the fourth wall as we literally go right into episode number seven, two away from the big grand finale of WandaVision. This episode, again, was called Breaking the Fourth Wall. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're new to this show, we're going to spoil it. So tune out if you haven't watched the seventh episode of WandaVision. And if you have watched it, prepare to go on a uh, strange ride. Yeah. Equipped with fan theories, Easter eggs, and uh, our favorite parts. So let's kind of get into it. But this episode, very modern family meets The Office, meets Parks and Rec. It was literally breaking the fourth wall. The one thing that I got out of this, and then we'll we'll kind of talk about it, is I think that this episode was way too blatant and in your face that this is all Wanda. Yeah. Like, the theme song, which was just like a score, or a jingle, I guess, and it was Wanda, 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 the whole time, all the way, Vision doesn't pop up until the end, the monologue in the beginning where she's talking, she goes, when you wake up and you set a world on, you do something to a world, you extend your hex over the world, like, that's way too blatant for me to believe that she's the one that's in control. Yeah, definitely. Did you did you get that vibe too? Fast forward a little, a couple minutes past that, it was like things starting to change, and she's trying to change it back. Yeah, it was like when she was pregnant. Yeah, before the ending, we'll talk about that later. But like leading up to that, definitely it was like okay, someone else is at play here, and we've been saying that for a while. I've been back and forth on the fence of it, as as I always yeah. am. I have been consistent. You have been. I don't know who is at fault. Well, we know who at the end of this episode. We kind of know who the director of the show has been. It wasn't even Wanda. Yeah. So what else What else did you get out of this episode? What else did you think about it? It was very Modern Family. Like, you kind of said that last week. You were hoping to broke girls. I believe you said you were like, I could see it go Modern Family. Yeah, I said, like, Big Bang, Modern yeah. Family, The Simpsons, Family Guy, stuff like that. I didn't think of The Office because I've never really watched it. You know, because in the 2000s, the Breaking the Fourth Wall kind of like mockumentary was huge. And this was perfect. Yeah, The Office vibe was the interviewee. Having someone there interviewing you. And we saw like with Wanda, she actually, like the interviewer responded to Wanda. And she was like, you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah, and the interviewer said don't you think this is what you deserve which was huge yeah so and like vision acknowledged the interviewer so there's obviously someone there that's the that's the office that's very uh parks and rec where somebody's uh being interviewed but yeah i mean the episode in the whole the the one thing that was let down i think a lot of people were was uh monica's uh contact yeah uh it was just a bunch of other sword agents I did see a theory. I don't know. I saw online because uh, I, I go down a mini rabbit hole. You go down a huge rabbit tunnel. Um, I just go down a little mini rabbit hole, and I found uh, someone said that the sword agent was uh, the little uh, scroll girl 
Talos' daughter grown up. Okay. That, I mean, that's a deep one. Yeah. I, uh, I read an interview from Paul Bettany who said that even though it's been mentioned multiple times that she has a contact aerospace engineer, it, the guy hasn't been revealed yet. Like that oh. was that that was her contact to get the the vehicle. Yeah. And he, I believe if we're going with the little squirrel girl, um, I believe she said, "How'd he do?" Okay. And you know, I, I don't think none of those people are making that rover. No. You know what I mean? I just don't think that they were just going to be blatant and say, well, right here, here's John Krasinski, which if you're going with the office theme in this, could be a little tease that John Krasinski's uh, Fantastic Four, Reed Richards, is going to show up, which is like, that's kind of fun. That's stretching but I don't it, think that. But... <laughs> oh, of course. Well, you know how I do it. I, uh, I saw a theory online that said that the Blue Marvel is going to be Will Smith, and I said, if that's the case, I'm not watching it ever again. Where did they get that from? Their ass, I think. I think they just pulled it right out of their <laughs> and, ass. And, and that's the thing. Like, if someone goes, I think John Krasinski is showing up, that makes sense because, one, he's been rumored for a while. Fans want it. Well, he met with Marvel. That's the thing. Like, when you meet with Marvel and the next property that comes out is this, and they're already referencing aerospace engineers, you know, you're, you're, you go to John Krasinski. You yeah. go to Fantastic Four Reed Richards like we have. We've gone to 18,000 different people to the point that we thought it was Talos to Doctor Strange to Blue Marvel and so on. I thought in Galaxy Wars, maybe it could have been Korg. <laughs> I would have loved it. Could you imagine just... That's the contact. Yes, I could imagine. I would love to see Jimmy Woo's reaction. Yeah, Jimmy Woo... I, I know we're jumping, but do you think Jimmy Woo is the one who's going to get... Doctor Strange into this now that Monica is in the hex again and Darcy's in the hex? Maybe because he's he's the only one left. Yeah, like how is Doctor Strange going to know about this? We know that he's going to have to show up somehow. Like in House of M and Avengers Disassembled and I believe West Coast Avengers, which this is heavily West Coast Avengers. This whole series is focusing on that and a lot of people aren't really talking about it, which is weird. Doctor Strange comes in and kind of pacifies wanda after her break and like zaps her mind so she can go into house of m yeah so he's gotta come in at some point and obviously wanda is in madness in the multiverse so at some point he's he needs to come up whether this episode this upcoming episode or the last episode and if we're talking i want to go back to will smith for a second kind of wish the 90s was fresh prince or like family matters when they did it okay that would have been fun like wow like wanda's a rapper <laughs> and like visions like carlton i think that would have been fantastic uh, but you know he does the dance that would have been great but what else what else did you get from this i mean this might be jumping but there was actually an end credit scene for once yeah the the snoopers going snoop yeah that it was kind of stupid but and the thing is i had to read it online afterwards because i was like oh end of credits or I was like, oh, credit start. Here's eight minutes, and I shut it off. Oh, I see. I knew you were going to do that. I had it in my head. I watched all the way to the end. So when that popped up, I was like, yes. But I didn't want to text you and spoil it for you. I would have figured it out eventually. Like I said, I didn't go on any social media. So as soon as the episode happened, I went on. And then that was like one of the first things that popped up. 
So. Yeah, I, I mean, you say it's stupid. I think it's huge because now we know that Peter's still alive. You know, there was a thought that when Wanda used her powers and sent him into the gravestone that she re-killed Pietro. Yeah. But now she, now he's back and he's outside of Agnes's house. And I guess that can bring me to my favorite part of this oh, yeah. is the Agatha reveal. I've been talking about this even before the season came out that Agnes Harkness or Agnes was going to be Agatha Harkness and you're getting to the point like she has the kids and uh, Tom Wiccan's like I can't read you you're quiet like there's something weird about you like you're quiet and they're watching Yo Gabba Gabba and real weird and the boys are over there and they're like we like it here it's quiet but you're quiet and then Monica comes in Monica gets her <clears throat> her superpower moment you know, she gets her reveal. She gets her super power, superhero landing, and it's like every comic book that you read when heroes are introduced, like a new hero is introduced. The existing hero wants to fight the new hero. Yeah, like Wanda's trying to fight Monica, and Monica's like, "Listen, I just want to help you. Like I've lost people. I know what it is." And Monica was truly getting to that point. Like she was getting to Wanda. Like, you can see that she was breaking it down, and Wanda like was lower in the hex in her hand. And then Agatha comes in and says, no, 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 your time, like, your time is up. You're like, you're not going to mess this up for me. And then takes her down into her basement. And that reveal, like, even though I knew it was coming, I knew we were going to get a reveal. That reveal was probably one of the most satisfying reveals in any show that I've ever watched. As soon as she was in the basement and then it was, like, very creepy, very, you know, witch vibe. And Yeah, I watch it on with the captions. And it said sinister music playing as soon as Agatha went into the kitchen. And I was like, oh, shit. We're getting it right here. Yeah. Like, this is it. Like, we're getting – whether it's Agatha or we're getting Mephisto, I thought, like, this was the big villain reveal. And this this did not disappoint. Yeah. And as soon as, as soon as like, she went in the basement and then, like, really the book. As soon as the book came up. Like, one, I'm like, okay, something's happening. And then the book, I was like, oh, here's Agatha. And my wife was like, what? I was like – Agatha, and then she got her own little theme song. Um, yeah, like very monsters. Oh, I, that's the same thing I thought. It was like, oh, very monsters vibe, and it just showed all through the decades. It was her. Yeah, yeah, and you, you, the crazy thing is, like, every single time I said, "Is she a double agent?" Your response was, "We'll just have to wait and see." I don't know. <laughs> I've been calling double agent since. Episode one. Yeah. And she's finally it finally revealed that she was a double agent playing us the whole time, playing Vision. She was able to play Vision. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Like, he's super smart. And she even played Wanda because... Oh, yeah. I mean, she definitely played Wanda the entire time. Well, because remember, what was it, the 80s episode when she acted like Wanda was in control when she was like, you want me to do it again? Wanda, you know, Wanda was taken back by it, but like it showed, like I just loved that that little jingle that they did because it really showed, like, you know, showed we didn't get her full reveal of her costume, which I wish we did, because we just see the feet and the bottom of the dress or cape or whatever she was wearing, and then she turned into the '50s housewife that we saw, and then it went through the decades and like the talent show, she was manipulating everything. And then we found out she killed Sparky, too. Yeah, like at the end. That's very like uh, what the Wicked Witch of the West wanted with Toto. Yeah. 
And she was like, like, fi- like, could you imagine like a darker version of the Wizard of Oz where she like snaps Toto's neck and she's like, I killed him, my pretty. Like, it starts laughing. That would have been amazing. Yeah. And and I like the I eight, cried. 80s one is when like you see Pietro walking and he's got, you know, the purple mist because Wanda's got the red, Agatha's got the purple. And, yeah. you know, she's sitting on the lawn with like a glass of wine, like laughing. The big part, like in the dialogue too, was like, Hey Wanda, did you not think you were the only magic? Did you think you were the only magic user here? Yeah, like it doesn't allude to we. You know, we've been talking about how this is going to be the birth of the X Men, the mutants, and everything. They are not alluding to that anymore. Like they're looking at her as a witch, as a sorcerer, whatever you want to call it. She's a one hundred percent magic user, and it's so weird. Like just to see her reaction to Agatha. And, like, you see, like, her heart sink in her eyes. And she's like, shit, like, I don't know what's going to happen. And then Agatha hexes her. Yeah. Like, I'm curious to see where that goes from here, man. That was crazy. That reveal was so good. So good. Like, I I turned it off and I, I looked at Chelsea and I was like, oh, my gosh. She's like, what? what is this? I was like, you're going to, like, this is the birth of, like, the biggest witch battle ever. Think the craft versus Hocus Pocus. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get big. It's it's definitely gonna get big. Is that your favorite part? The, obviously, that reveal was the best part of the episode, and it, it it really made up for the letdown of her contact. Because, like I said, like I was, like as soon as she pulled up, and I was like, oh, here it goes, here comes the contact, and then she goes, hey, and I'm like, really? Yeah, give it time. That that contact will come back. They're they're still gonna they're still gonna use it. You know, I think. Once want once Monica went into the hex again, that agent or whoever is gonna be like, Listen, we gotta get her true contact. Yeah. And her her and Jimmy Woo are gonna work together and get that contact, I think. But definitely uh the Agatha reveal was the best thing in that episode. By far. So we've talked about it a little bit, but Monica seemingly got her superpowers. Like we, we know it now. Yeah. She went in through the hex. That scene with the the rover was really cool, where like they're like, "Oh, it's gonna be a piece of cake." We're going right in, and she hits the barrier like it's a brick wall, can't go through. And then the card, the rover turns into half rover, half nineteen eighty six Jimmy Jimmy Blazer or whatever. And Monica realizes like she's got to do it herself. She's in her her spacesuit. She goes in, and then she can see the grid. She can see the the spectrum, if you will, of all the colors, right? Mm-hmm. She can see every part of the colors and all the spectrum. Do you do you think that she's going to be photon, pulsar, or spectrum in this? I was thinking pulsar. Okay. I'm going spectrum just with the colors because we saw the, yeah. the spectrum of colors. I was uh, a little underwhelmed with her superhero reveal and superpower reveal. How did you feel about that? I didn't expect it to be, like, gigantic. Obviously, we knew it was coming, especially with Darcy saying, like, your scans are, you know, off the chart and all this. It was a little underwhelming, but I don't... I didn't want this huge, like, she gets in and, boom, her powers are, you know, she's flying all over the place and she's doing this and she's doing it. Like, I think it was the right thing to do. Okay, see, I disagree 100%. Um, when you look at Monica in the comics, she's one of the strongest Marvel characters in existence. Like, pure energy, 
can kill Galactus, can kill Thanos, could probably kill Scarlet Witch, and she's getting the Scarlet Witch treatment where eh, she's a she's a background character right now and will eventually expand on her storyline, but it should have been bigger if not even it shouldn't have like honestly it shouldn't have happened in this show it should have happened in captain marvel too where like they were building up to her getting her powers but she gets her powers she flies in she has a superhero landing and does absolutely nothing i think that that was a pretty underwhelming pretty lackluster for a character who is exponentially powerful and so much more powerful than the characters that we have in existence right now yeah, but then, you know, I think she needs to understand. Like, she don't know what's going on. Like, she has no idea what's going on with her body. So she needs to take it slow. She's not just come out there and just start shooting, you know, lasers or whatever she does with her body. I mean, she was ready. She was absolutely ready to. You can't take it slow and she's going to fight the most powerful ex- uh, person in existence who she has already said that could have killed Thanos. Like, she's, she was going to go toe-to-toe with Wanda, who is mid-psychological break you know what i mean yeah so how like it, you gotta you can't have it both ways where you're gonna try and take it slow but then they're gonna rush the pre- pre- uh, progression of her powers you know she walked through and now she can see colors and they're like oh well you're gonna fight wanda it's crazy like i'm willing to fight you wanda like you can't you can't say take it slow and then that that's the build up you know i know but then you know when you look at all the other superheroes like Superman and stuff like that. Like, he doesn't come out there and just start flying to Metropolis and start taking down bad guys. Like, it's a, it's a, he needs to understand what he can do and how he can use his powers. Yeah, but he gets a whole movie to do that. He does. And, like, yeah, she got 15 minutes. And they're saying, go and fight Wanda. Because they're just saying this is like from the blip, her coming back in the blip to this moment is one week in its time. Yeah. So she got her powers in a day and decided that she's going to go in there and fight Wanda. It just, it didn't make sense. I think for that character, it should have been saved for a bigger moment. But, you know, we could sit here and argue the whole time, but we're not going to get anywhere. Let's, uh, you ready to go for these Easter eggs? Yeah. I have, I have a ton of Easter eggs, but not a lot of in-your-face Easter eggs because this episode was uh, subliminal. I think there was a lot of subliminal stuff and... The big reveal, you can't even look at that as an Easter egg. But when Wanda's powers are going on the fritz, she's in the kitchen. She's pouring uh, sugar snaps. Yeah. Obviously a reference to the snaps and made her go crazy. So you have the snap with the sugar snaps. But the news is called WNDA. That's Wanda. Uh, So you have that on the milk carton. A child is missing. Did I saw that, that, but I couldn't see who it was. There's there's no name. There's just a face, but it goes to show that the children are – they were brought in for the Halloween special, and now they're gone again. Yeah. Right? Which also takes you to when Agatha has Billy and Tommy, Wanda goes there, and the kids are gone. Yeah, I noticed that too. Like, where are the kids? Yeah, and it's very – West Coast Avengers, where Agatha, we t- I talked about this a few episodes back. Agatha convinces Wanda that when Wanda is not around, the children cease to exist. Oh, yeah. It's like they revert back to just being fragments of Mephisto. So that's a very 
indirect nod or that's a very direct nod to the comics where Wanda's gone they you know they go out with Aunt Agnes and they disappear you know they're playing in the basement go down to the basement there's no kids there's no sign of kids other than Yo Gabba Gabba playing on the TV (laughs) which was such a weird show like and they're saying like they're screaming jump jump the whole time that's the whole thing like maybe that's like Agatha's basement is like a jump jump off point in the hex for all the evil spirits to come in like that's maybe where Pietro came in that's where we're gonna see Nightmare or Mephisto or whoever show up now do you are you still on the Mephisto train now that oh yeah absolutely okay absolutely because you know Agatha is big and bad but there's got to be someone else that sends her there I think and I don't think Agatha Harkness is going to be set up as a major foe in like Doctor Strange. No. You know what I mean? I mean, I Scarlet love Catherine Witch. Hawn, but I don't think that's going to happen either. No, she's she's a pawn. She's she's like a mini boss. There's too many bosses in the show right now between Catherine Hawn's Agatha and Tyler Hayward. They're both mini bosses, and I don't think they know the existence of each other. And speaking of who you thought was a mini boss, uh, we did see Dottie again. Yeah, for like a hot second. Yeah, I was like, oh, there's Jim's Dottie. Yeah, like ridiculous. We saw her more than Dottie, and they made her seem like she was the shit. But anyway, (laughs) um, Billy and Tommy are continuing to don their alter ego colors with Speed and Wiccan. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like that's a a fun little nod throughout the whole series. Uh, Wanda woke up in her her Sokovian fortune teller suit. Yeah. Might have been my favorite scene in the entire episode. I said that Wanda has a morality issue, and it shows that she's still the hero that we know she is when she wouldn't kill Monica. She could have killed Monica at that moment. Yeah. And Monica was getting through to her, and she, like I said, she lowered the hex a little bit. So there's still humanity left in Wanda. She knows that she's not the villain. And obviously, you know, Monica's continuously saying, like, Wanda. Don't let him make you the villain. Don't let him make you the villain. And that could be Hayward. Like, I know she said Hayward, but that could be an indirect nod to Mephisto, the Nightmare. Mm. Uh, in the comics, Scarlet Witch was always depicted as the villain for, for most of her time. So that's another nod to the comics, which was cool. When the boys are playing with their video game controllers, they change from uh, the Wii controller, which came out in around 2008, and it goes to an Atari and a GameCube controller, which were both video game systems in previous episodes of, of WandaVision, which was cool, a little nod there. Uh, the interview spoke to Wanda, which is, is pretty up in your face. Like, maybe you should be punishing. Like, I want to know who the interviewer is. He got more dialogue than well, most of the other characters in this. They did show, in Agatha's thing, it showed that Catherine, or uh, Agatha was sitting at behind the scenes in the chair. Yeah, but she, the interviewer was a man. She could have changed her voice. No, but if you're looking at Agatha, like if you're Wanda's looking at the interviewer, Agatha's May- not a shapeshifter. Maybe she's not going to turn herself into a man. No. Who knows? Who knows? You better defend that other than who knows. <laughs> well, maybe she can sit there like, and she can make Wanda see what she wants to see. We haven't seen that yet. But then why would they why would they show the an Agatha thing of her sitting behind the scenes? Because she's been directing it. She hasn't been interviewing her. Like that's that's the whole director producer thing. Like she's been the director of the show that Wanda's been confused that she's been in control of. 
Wanda says that she goes on a quarantine stay, which is – or staycation, sorry. She's going to go into a quarantine-style staycation, which is very uh, indirect nod to House of M when she had to go on a permanent staycation because she went crazy and got rid of all the mutants. We can go to the commercial a little bit, the Nexus. Yeah. So the Nexus was a professional wrestling franchise. That has nothing to do with this episode, but the <laughs> Nexus is also in the comics. It's called the Nexus of All Realities, and the Nexus of All Realities is a magical area and gate to dimensions, kind of like the green in DC Comics, and it's located in New Orleans, and we know that we've had a show, Cloak and Dagger, already in New Orleans. This is protected and guarded by Man-Thing. Okay. I don't think we're going to get Man-Thing, but that's a very specific name to drop the nexus as the you know the the depression pill that you have that's a pretty specific thing in the scheme of things because the nexus has magical ties to obviously the magical world in marvel which you have two magic users in this series with agatha and wand so there's a there's a big moment there and then to tie it into vision who really got no love in this episode other than like he got a summary of where he's been the last few years and who he is through Darcy, which in a funnel cake truck, which was great. Yeah. And then he just like kind of pissed off and like flew away and was like, okay, well I'll, I guess I'll see you at your house. That's what Darcy said. Um, Nexus is also where Tony found Jarvis uh, in Avengers age of Ultron. When you remember Ultron took over and Jarvis hit his consciousness, it was in Nexus. So that's an old tie back to age of Ultron, which, Honestly, like somebody asked me, like if I want to watch WandaVision, what movies do I need to watch? You start with Age of Ultron, you go to Civil War, and then you watch the last two Avengers. That's all you need for these two characters because that's all they're yes. focused in. I also thought that it was it was kind of cool that like they're obviously talking about reality, right? And this could just be another nod to the Reality Stone, which yeah. is obviously something that kind of was used to take away everybody and could have been used to take away vision you know all that stuff so i think this was another nod to the stone and then we go to agatha who is seems to be holding the dark hold in her basement you know you alluded to the book uh i think it's the dark hold although it looks completely different than we saw in agents of shield or in runaways but for the dark hold it was written by chithon and has been created, or, and has created the first vampire in the Marvel universe, and werewolves in the Marvel universe. And if you think of two series that are coming, or well, a movie and a series that are coming that feature characters of that ilk, you have Blade, which is obviously coming with Mahershala Ali, and then you have Moon Knight, who debuted in Jack uh, Werewolf by Night comics. So the Darkhold is a big part right there in that but also the dark hold has a big focus focal point within storylines with agatha and with wanda and with the, the writer Chathan, who is involved heavily he's like a dark one of the darkest demons uh is you know evolved heavily with agatha so you have that if we can wear with someone cap wolf no i think we're just gonna get jack russell yeah um so we're gonna go to like a really weird theory and it's it's something that I kind of talked about. My God, God, maybe the third episode, whenever she was pregnant, and I went on my Mount Wondegore tear. Yeah, I was like, high evolutionary, high evolutionary. 
Uh, so I'm back. I'm back to that. We're back to <laughs> the birthplace of Wanda and Pietro in the comics. Her plants are changing in the house, right? And yeah. it changed to what looked like the Everbloom, which in the comics is a gift that Agatha gives Wanda and Vision on their wedding day. Okay. And that only blooms and grows in Wondagore, where the High Evolutionary is set up. So it, it's kind of cool that that was there. And it's also like they're all the vines in the in the basement of uh, yeah. Agatha's house. It still makes me think that that's like a portal. Like it was very okay. like when they walked into Agatha's house, it was very like it looked like a goth sanctum sanctorum. You walked yeah. in there, and it was like there was all this stuff that was preserved. It looked like it had it hadn't evolved. Like Wanda's house evolved, her house hasn't evolved. And then they go down to the basement, and there's pillars and there's catacombs, and that's like that's not a standard foundation. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's a portal. Once you go into the basement, you're taken somewhere, or you're about to be taken somewhere. So that could be the opening to a portal. I thought that that was cool. Wiccan can read Agatha, which was big for the moment but we have no idea where that's going because the kids are gone no more kids. now do you think eventually the kids will grow up and be like teenagers to a you know young adults oh well when you remember when we were talking about this way 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 many moons ago i thought evan peters was going to be uh what speed yeah so i definitely think they're going to be grown up i think we see another time jump for them of course um because they're setting up the young avengers and I think those two actors, as well as they're doing, they're doing a fantastic job. Yeah. I think they're just a little too young to fit in with the other surrounding cast. Like, they're legitimately children. The rest of the cast are adults. Yeah. So I think we need to go up a little older. A um, couple more things with Agnes, or now we can finally call her Agatha. And, I, you know, I've been calling her Agatha since episode one, and I had to correct yeah. myself with Agnes. And now I'm calling her Agnes, and I can call her Agatha. Uh, the brooch is back. Did you notice that? No, I did not. So as soon as she goes down there and her hair is all wild, she's she's in all black, looking like Catwoman. She's got the brooch right up right up on the center of her body, and it's got the three sisters on it again. So I think we might be alluding to more witches, which could be huge. Uh, there's two witches in that room, so there's got to be a third one. And whether it's, I mean, you know, you can go with Enchantress, you could kind of retcon Nightmare and say that Nightmare's a witch and it's a woman. But there's a lot going on there. Senor Scratchy. Did you catch Senor Scratchy? That was the rabbit. The rabbit, right? Yeah. Do you know, remember one of the characters in our preview who I was hoping would show up is Agatha's son, Nick Scratch. Yes. That's a fun little nod to Nick Scratch being Mr. Scratch. That's, I think that's pretty fun. Um, in the opening credits, there's really no song, so I can't sit here and break down the entire song because there is none. It was just multiple clips of wanda in different styles right yeah it's wanda it's this it's that and you know created by wanda maximoff like again more direct nods that this is not her like that was too in your face too blatant for me but did you notice that there was a real quick cut scene in the opening credits no okay there's a cut scene i watched it the first time and i just let it go and i said on my fourth time i'll pause it and i paused it <laughs> And it's a newspaper clippings like uh, like the Zodiac Killer would send you or like uh, the BTK Killer would send you. And it says, I know what you are doing, Wanda. Hmm. So whether that's a direct nod to Vision 
saying that he knows what he's doing or someone else knows what Wanda's doing. That's a, that's a big part. And then we get our mailman. He's back. Yeah. But he works for Presto now. Look at him. He got is, – are they saying in the 2000s that the United States Post Office went kaput? I don't know. And now Amazon's taken over and now Presto is now Amazon? I don't know. That was a that was a fun little yeah. nod. I like that he gets more screen time than Dottie. <laughs> like it's just ridiculous that that mailman gets you. More screen you time. were I'm, so on the Dottie train. Eh. A lot of people were. Yeah, you, you don't give her a whole episode and say she's nobody, but apparently you do. Maybe it was Agatha because remember Agatha was like she's the big one. She's the big one. Maybe it was just tr- trying to like misdirect her. Or, yeah, there was definitely a redirect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I hope Dottie comes back. <laughs> I, just, I, know, I just hope so because I've wasted so much goddamn time thinking about him. And then we'll go to the mid-credit scene. That Did you end up seeing the mid-credit scene or just reading about it? I read about it and then I saw it. Okay, good. I'm glad you saw well, it. Well, I didn't so, even read about it. I saw that they said there one and then I went straight to it and watched it. Uh, okay. Uh, so Peter is back. Pietro, whatever you want to call him. Evan Peters. Yeah. Who legitimately has that mom tattoo. So that – We'll discount that right now. Um, Evan Peters is back, and as Monica is going to, it looks like rescue Wanda. Whether she knows something or like she's snooping, and we're we're all like, I'm watching. I'm like, damn, she's snooping hard. And then Pete shows up. I'm just calling Petey. Petey shows up, and he says, "Snoopers gonna snoop," and he's got a new little outfit. He's changed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wanda, she woke up in her costume. And then put on, like, comfy sweats. He says that snoopers are going to snoop. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he's just he just caught her. And he was speeding around. He, he found her. But there's something in there with that. That he just so happened to show up at Agatha's house. It's not like she was breaking into Wanda's house. Yeah. She was breaking into Agatha's house. So that leads me to my Mephisto theory. Here we are. Okay. I've been waiting for this. We know that Pietro is either being controlled by Agatha mm-hmm. or was conjured by Agatha. Yes. Right? Knows everything. Like, is she's using – he's using – or Agatha's using Pietro as kind of a conduit and, like, trying to get more explanation, in my mind, of what's going on with Wanda and how far she really knows – how much she really knows about this. Mm-hmm. Could – Pietro actually be Nick Scratch. Okay, so it could be her son and shows up at the house, right? Yeah. Could she could he be Ralph? Maybe. We we learned about Ralph again. Still, we're in her house and Ralph's not there. Where the hell is Ralph? I'm thinking Ralph is Mephisto. He's gonna come up. Or could P- Pietro, Peter, PD, whatever you want to call him, could he be Master Pandemonium and he's only a, a agent of chaos trying to cause more chaos with wanda there's that could it be nightmare obviously he could be or could it be mephisto there's a lot of people there that leads me to mephisto i still think mephisto is is there and i don't know if he is physically there yet or if he is trapped and agnes needs wanda to break completely for him to be revealed okay and like that's where i think that when Agnes took over Wanda's consciousness with the Hex, maybe she's going to be able to unleash Mephisto on Westview. Okay. 
I mean, they th- that's a lot of storyline they need to do in the next two episodes, so hopefully. Yeah. I mean, where else do you go from here? Yeah, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vision, is Vision going to be able to beat Agatha? I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Vision has like a fake mind stone. He has like, he's bejeweled on his forehead, but he's <laughs> not really got the stone. You know, Darcy's not super powered. Uh, Photon or Pulsar or Spectrum, whoever you want to call it, Monica, seems to be going up against the speedster and is learning her powers, like you said. Mm -hmm. There's a lot going on, and we still need that contact and Doctor Strange. So I think next episode is going to be the unleashing of Mephisto. Okay. And Monica and maybe Pietro is a good guy. Who knows? And they're all trying to save Wanda now that Wanda is going to wreak havoc. And that's when Doctor Strange comes in and puts Monica on a temporary break psychotic, uh, psychically and has to restore her in Madness in a Multiverse or something like that. But two episodes, they're not an hour. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Internet. And uh, we'll see. But this was a five out of five for me. This yep. series gets better and better every single episode but that's it man we're going to be back on wednesday with a kind of like a variety episode where we have something for everybody so tune in on that uh you can follow us on social media the active geek podcast wherever you listen to podcasts you can download listen review if if you have apple Podcasts, that would be huge and uh yeah we'll be back next week we'll be back next wednesday with a full active geek episode and next saturday with episode number eight breakdown of wandavision so uh for the active geek podcast i'm jim i'm chuck And we are out.